After one of my fellow teachers lost his mind and went off on a group of students outside of their school in China, one of the students asked, why does he work here if he hates Chinese people so much? Hearing this story the next day, it made me think. I'm sure he, who is in a relationship with a Chinese woman, can't hate Chinese people. Then upon further reflection, I began to wonder about all of the other foreigners living in China and how they have similar tales on what really bothers them about Chinese people. I coupled that notion with the idea that most teachers last about two to three years in China before they must get out. I wondered, what would make someone who wanted to live in China want to leave in such a short amount of time? So I and my wife began to create our own independent lists. As we went through our days, we kept our phones handy so we could jot down whatever bothered us about being in China. Our lists are still growing and we've decided to share them with you. and bruises. We always have the list. So you have nothing else? That's all you want to do is the list? I mean, I don't have anything specific to, you know. This is not Whiny Monday, but I am drinking wine. Some yellowtail. <laughs> it's Thirsty Thursday. It's Austro. We don't want to go there. <laughs> Me and all my skeeky friends will have Thirsty Thursday flashbacks. Nothing wrong with a little Thirsty Thursday. Oh, there was a whole lot wrong with Thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursday usually meant no class Friday. No. But I didn't have that because I went to a dry campus. Anyway, so sorry for your loss. Sorry. All right, so you want to do list things? Sure. Hmm. Why can't we just have a nice day? We can't have a Why nice day. Why does it have to be a list day? What would you like to talk about uh, if you don't want a list day? I don't have anything, so I guess we'll go to the list. All right, let's list it is. Okay. Oh, there it is. 
I should I should just change the name of this thing to the list. Yeah. Because I can't find it now because it actually says reasons to hate Chinese people after living in China. All right. Go ahead. You sound excited. Go ahead. What you got for your list? My number four is kind of a little obscure, but since we know someone that knows someone. Let me um, stop you for a second. See, this is what I'm talking about. You got this man in his underdraws and some sandals sitting on his balcony smoking on the phone smoking cigarettes. And I can see up his shorts. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so if you stab someone, it is murder, no matter how the murderer and the victim are related. Why the hell are we talking about this? Well, remember when Moon was, Moon is my student, remember when Moon was here and she was talking about her neighbor, her neighbor's mother stabbed his wife. Because she was angry at the wife. She stabbed and murdered the wife, but yet the mother did not get arrested or go to jail because she did it when she was angry and uh, the man didn't want to press charges because he loves his mother and he doesn't want anything bad to happen to his mother. Even though she murdered his wife. And Moon said it wasn't murder. She was just angry. So, at what? Uh, I, okay. At, at what point does it become murder? The point when you put the knife in the other person. No, 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 no. By the standard that the child has set up, at what point does it become murder? She couldn't answer that question because she didn't. She couldn't wrap her brain around the fact that this woman was in fact, by definition, even by Chinese definition, a murderer. I had to translate the word for her into Chinese, and she kept saying, no, no, no. And then when she translated, or put the word in Chinese in and translated it to English, it came out, murderer was the definition. But she still couldn't wrap her brain around it. And I find that this is common in China. They can't... They can't fathom that the wrong that has been done or the wrong that they are doing is criminal, and so therefore it can't be. It's not extortion if the teacher tells the entire class of 80 students that they must pay money to learn the stuff that she was supposed to teach in the classroom if she's still teaching it. And if the parents pay it. Okay, so it sounds like you're having a, an issue. If I can reframe it. It sounds like you're having an issue with the idea of calling a spade a spade. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they might recognize that it's wrong. Yep. But they aren't willing to define something truthfully... As what it actually is. Right, they are. Because they don't want... They don't want someone to feel bad or think badly of someone... Right. ...in the telling of the story. So I don't... Uh, and I, I do run into that quite a bit. Where you have a, a person 
who knows that someone did something bad. They totally recognize it, but when they recount the story, they always will downplay it to a point where it sounds like the person really didn't do anything all that bad. The noodle guy? Everything. Everything. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. And then when you say and reiterate it and put it in very stark, clear terms, are you saying blah, 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 then all of a sudden they want to say no, no, but... And then give you another version that is still just as horrible, but downplayed. Yes. So your problem here is in how they report about things. Not just about report. When I say report, I'm talking about just talking to people about an event that happened. In in they don't want they want to save. The other person's face in your eyes. They, it's not just the other person. I think, especially with like this particular situation with her, is the thought never occurred to her that because this woman was angry with the daughter-in-law and she stabbed the daughter-in-law over whatever it was and killed the daughter-in-law, that the woman was then wrong. It never occurred to her that the mother was wrong. Okay, but that sounds like something else. But that's a lot. Because was the woman wrong? Yes! She killed her daughter-in-law! No, 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 but in this culture, was the woman wrong? Yes! Or do mother-in-laws have some kind of special duty or, or responsibility to take out their son's wives... If they don't feel they are measuring up, I'm it's sure there's plenty that. of Western it's women not. that would love to have that ability. Right. Now, look, that's, it's not that they're not measuring up, because I've had conversations with a lot of my Chinese friends. Um, Ellen used to just be floored when I would talk about your mother and how much I loved your mother and how much I adored her and how great we got along. and um, Because... It is expected that a Chinese mother will hate her son's wife and therefore disrespect the wife for the entire time she's alive during the marriage. Okay, so she's allowed to dislike her. Why can't she kill her? Disliking and murdering no, are no, not no, the no. same. You're, you're right. It's totally not the same. But is it the same in the minds of Chinese people? I don't know. Just because you I mean, don't. I think I think Moon might have been telling you something. You didn't want to hear it, but I think she was trying to tell you something about the culture. Probably, but she couldn't articulate it, it either. Yes, but I can. Okay, articulate. I'm just saying that it's it might be that culturally speaking. This is not legally speaking. The, the China is not a, a nation of laws. They don't purport to be a nation of laws like the United States says it is, but it actually isn't. China does not go down that road. If you are doing something within the culture, no matter what the law says, everybody looks the other way. Mm, yeah. Nobody cares. They all just let it go. So, that being the case... Maybe she was trying to tell you that that's how they view it. That's how women view it. That's how the family viewed it. That 
I don't know. She got what was coming to her. She brought that shit on herself. I don't know. You say it however you want, but it doesn't matter. Woman kills woman. Why? Mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. Why do you have a problem with it? Why do I have... Because I have a daughter. No, no, but why do you have... You don't live in this culture. I do live in no, this culture. No, you live in this country. You do not live in this culture. Oh, okay, there's a difference. There is a major difference because we maintain our culture within our, our home. You do not live in this culture. There are so many things about this culture that would be totally unacceptable uh, by our particular version of standards, so... No. But I'm, I'm just wondering, maybe, maybe that's what she was doing. Maybe that's what she was trying to get you to see. Um, it doesn't negate the fact that the woman is a murderer. Yes, but it, and legally she, speaking, but culturally speaking, did she do her duty? Because remember, this is a culture that is based on the idea, that con- old Confucian idea of duty. Duty has duty, and duty always flows up. Not that kind of duty. <laughs> Sorry, but my twelve-year-old duty brain. always goes up. So the person that's younger is is flows. must be must show reverence for that person older than them. Yes, and this this generation of kids. I'm going to say like 20-year-olds and under, they have no sense of duty. They have no sense oh, of... Oh, that's respect. so not true. They have no sense of respect. I mean, it's... I watch the kids on the bus. You see a granny get on with a whole bunch of bags. These kids will just bury their face in their phones and not give up their seats and not offer their seats. Oh, that may be true. But the sense of duty uh, within the group... And in groups is there because they have to save face. Saving face. I thought you didn't want to talk about that yet. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that saving face is the motivating factor. Duty may not be, but saving face is. And making sure that they save face for their own parents because their parents will look bad if they do or don't do certain things. If you're on the bus, there's nobody's going to go back to your parents or your teachers to then you get in trouble or anybody's going right. nobody's going to say anything. You see so they can behave a different way. But if that person was say in the classroom with them and their teacher was in there, then all of a sudden their behavior would change to meet the the cultural norms. That's all I'm saying. So you're saying culturally her behavior is acceptable. The, the woman, the mother-in-law. Now... No, I'm not saying it is. That's not... Because I don't know enough about the culture to make that determination. I am saying that it's possible that that's what the child was trying to get you to understand. It's possible. You know, that... It's even probable. And, and... I mean, I run into this quite a bit in the classroom with older students who can then... Well, they, they help each other to articulate it, yeah. and they we talk around it enough that we all understand what we're trying to to what the the idea that they were trying to get at, um, and 
I think there are certain gender-based rules in this culture that we don't agree with anymore. Oh, yeah. And then I would say that... Uh, with... Between... What happens inside of marriages is probably on the hush still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it might it might work itself out. Right. It might work itself out a little bit like the guy one night or one very early morning, I come out about three, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and there's a guy screaming bloody murder down on the ground and I go out on the balcony and I'm standing there and all of the there's a bunch of security guards, four or five of them there, and a woman there screaming at the guy, and he's out there laughing, clearly, like, inebriated. But she's screaming at him, and the guards are literally standing. They were standing with their backs to the man, and they were facing the woman, who was doing nothing but standing and yelling at the man... But they weren't looking at the man. Because he was drunk and they didn't want to embarrass him. I, I, so, if, if, they were, if they were doing something to help, say, all of us that were sleeping or anything, they would have just picked him up, taken him away, let them have whatever argument they were going to have somewhere else. Yeah. But they didn't. They left them right down there. It was a good 20, 30 minutes of this going on. Right down there. People started coming out of their apartments and looking. Lights started flickering on. I mean, it was, and then, like I said, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know? And the disturbance wasn't the thing that they were, they weren't there to help us not be disturbed. Yeah. They weren't there to help that woman. They weren't there to help that man. But they made sure that, I don't know, they... They were in the middle of the mix. Let him save face by not doing anything. It was very, very, very real. Surreal. Unreal. It was it was ridiculous. I recorded it, but I deleted it. You should have saved it for me. Uh, wasn't worth it. Taking up space on my phone. But <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I don't I I I am I when I hear stories like that, or stories like crazy dude that cuts off a guy's head because he got thinks he paid too much for a bowl of noodles. Fifteen cents um, too much for a bowl of noodles. It makes you wonder. I mean, yes, you could be like this, just a crazy person, and move on. Okay, fine. But what there was something in that man's head, something in the culture that told him he was justified. Right. To take out a knife and cause bodily harm to the guy that he th- that he perceived as taking too much well, money. Cleaver. It doesn't matter. It's just the fact that he thought that that was a good course right, of action. So either he's absolutely out of his mind, he's totally crazy, he's or crazy. something culturally. Now we see people fight and beat each other all the time, and I mean, basically, all I do is. Substitute a hand and hitting for a cleaver. Yeah. Or a 
butcher knife or whatever. I mean, Machete just so whatever. what do you? I mean, yeah. what are you really saying? You're saying that in this culture that this is something that is actually this kind of violence. While you know, gun violence isn't the big violence. This kind of violence is happening all over the place. I was talking about that with you yesterday when we were talking about you know people hitting people, babies smacking fathers, and um, you know children of the same age smacking each other and smacking hard. Yeah. Um, hard enough that if, it, if a child did that to another child, even if they were friends in the States, that might be an instant fight. Right. That kind of smack. So understand that this is just that kind of culture. Maybe that's why this guy believes that it's okay. Or maybe that's why it's people mom. look at a story of this mother and they say, oh, okay. She was angry. And, she was know. angry. Because that's justified. I mean, your anger is far more important than that person's life. Right. Yeah. Because I'm more important than you. Mm-hmm. The, the culture of selfishness and greed and disregard here is disturbing. It's one of the things that we noticed when we first got here was the selfishness. Um, the I that I mean we had read about the idea of the little emperor, you know, the one child policy that then now everybody in the family is doting over this one child that's going to be the essentially the savior for the entire family. And Every, that child must get everything that that child wants for a time and then that child is all the hopes and dreams of the family are then levied on top of that child as they get older. Okay, fine. But that also has now created a, uh, an entire culture of me, me, me. Sociopathic behavior. And they're definitely not. They're, they're, they're dangerous to each other. They're dangerous to the people around them until they run, a, until they come up against people who are look at them and say, "Yeah, you can't act like that. Yeah, you can't do that." Right. You know, and and then once that happens, then they 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 pull back when they're outside of China. When they're inside of China, they just keep doing it. So that's why we see different behaviors like. I'm just going to walk across the street and I don't care if there's a bus coming. They will stop. Right. And they do. That's the that's the problem that I have. Right. And they say nothing. They don't honk their horn. They just let them go. Or I'm going to ride down the wrong side of the street in my car. And then I have to stop in the middle of the lane and open both of the doors so nobody can get past me. Exactly. And nobody can say anything. And if they do, I'm just going to ignore it. Or I'm just going to yell and cuss and swear at them and beat them. Yeah, well, see, the yell, cuss, and swear doesn't really happen down here that much. What happens is people just go around them. Well, in the north, that happens way more. Right, in the north, it happens way more. Not here. Yeah. Um, Saving face is far more evident here, though. Hmm. And I wonder if that has to do with the fact that there's Guangzhou on one side and Shenzhen on the other, and they're both such big international cities. I don't think so. I think people are the... I think it has everything to do with the fact that it's so close to Thailand. In Hong Kong? Well, Hong Kong has its own issues because, you know, 
people in Hong Kong don't like the people of the mainland. The people of the mainland don't like the people in Hong Kong. They 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 see themselves as different people, and Hong Hong Kong people in Hong Kong tend to look at Chinese mainlanders as uncouth, uh, less educated, um, not as worldly. Yeah. And they they tend to see them as as less than and you know yeah. they, they look at themselves as we're better we're better than you because of something and all of us know that it's oh because the British were there right we're better than you because we have soap in our bathrooms right and toilet paper and right. rubbish cans and hand sanitizer outside of the elevator and in English in most places and well, Most of us speak English. And, right. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know. I think, that I, I still think it's some general cultural thing. Because, now, here's the thing that it would be interesting to, to see. Because a lot of this stuff does not get reported. Right. And so then it's, I mean, the, the thing with the guy killing the guy, that was reported. That was in the news. That was recorded. That right. was on, you know, WeChat. They couldn't, Weibo, they couldn't run away from, right. away from it. Yep. But the stuff with this, uh, this other incident, you know, it becomes, I think it's more in Chinese circles, local news. Yeah. But then it doesn't really get out to the world and trying to make sure that stuff like that doesn't get out to the world. Right. Um, so it's, it's when it does and those things start getting out and people start seeing potentially how bad the culture can be um, and they can't keep putting a, a beautiful face on, on the culture. Um, and then I think things will change. Because they're not gonna, they're not gonna be able to lie to everybody in the world anymore because right. the story will get out. And that's one of the reasons why you don't get Facebook and you don't get Twitter and you don't get Instagram. Right. That's why because once it gets out, they can't put the genie back in the bottle again. Right. And then the entire world will be then condemning them. And these kids, honestly, if all of the stories about China got out about China, I'm sure that there would be schools around the world that would be like, yeah, we don't want those students in our school. Right. There would be countries that will start saying, yeah, we don't want these people in our country. Right. And unfortunately, there, it's not fair to all of the Chinese people that something like that would happen. But it definitely would happen, even in a small scale. I mean, if you if you think about it, if you put in, uh, if you said you had a hundred slots for people from Asia from for your school, and then you start hearing about, say, how they do their testing or lack thereof or how they're educated and how they lie on their admissions forms and all that other stuff, all those culturally relevant things, right. and you start finding out about them, maybe you don't admit right. so many students from China. When all of their you might take more and... Yeah, well you might take more from Vietnam or Cambodia or Laos or whatever. Right. You don't take them from China anymore. You look around the rest of Asia. So Unfortunately, I, I, I have a feeling that this falls into that category. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Where do you want me to go? What's your next one? Let's see here. 
number five. I don't know how much I can talk about this. Chinese people who are surprised that I know things from their culture and language. Duh, I live here. We kind of covered that last time. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest, I, 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 I still absolutely do not like uh, the feigning of surprise and the surprise that they, even if it's genuine, the fact that they are surprised that I know something about them, especially inside of school. Um, so the person on the street, like you were talking about, the person on the street, the person in the market that's surprised that you know some Chinese. Yeah. Okay. I can understand them being surprised. Yeah. They may not have come across a Western person that knew Chinese at all. Right. Or knew Mandarin or Cantonese. They, they, they could be genuinely surprised. But a person that is a, uh, what is considered a, a, a first year or second year Chinese person in a Chinese high school should not be surprised that Westerners know about their culture because they have been taught by Westerners all the way up. Right, since kindergarten. Since all kindergarten. Almost all of these kids have had at least one person that comes into their school and has been teaching them some bit of either, uh, mostly ESL. They've been learning ESL from a foreigner, either in school, public schools, private schools, or in learning centers. Yeah, yeah. Why are you surprised that Westerners know about you? That's what I'm saying. So why are you surprised when you get to be 14, 15, 16 years old, up to 18 years old, why would you be surprised that I know that when you say, you know, Lao Wai, I know you're talking about me. Right. You know? Yeah. Like your assistant on the phone, we're standing right there, and he says, look for the fat foreigners. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and said, oh, you told him to look for the fat foreigners. And he says, no, no, no. Dude, I understand you. Right. And then it's time to lie. Right. You just fucked up because you lied to me, one. Two, I heard you and I understand you. I cannot stand that. What gets me... Is like, for instance, when we were at the fruit market the other day, or I was at the fruit market, and I got the fruit, and I asked for something in Mandarin, the girl answered me, I went and grabbed what I asked for, I came back, and the woman behind me was stunned that I could speak in Mandarin. And she asked the girl, can she speak in Mandarin? And the girl says, yes. So then she asks me. Can you speak in Mandarin? And I said, yes, a little bit. She just heard me talking to the woman behind the counter. The woman just told her that I could. So why now are you, why are you trying to confirm three ways? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I can't answer that question. It drives me nuts. And I think they just want to talk, which I don't mind. That doesn't bother me. I'm a people person. But that that ignorance drives me crazy. If you want to say, where are you from? What's your name? Where do you live? I can answer you. Yeah, but they don't know that. That's not really the point. The point is, they have to 
be and act surprised. Yeah, that's the part that drives me nuts. Right, that's the part I don't like. That's what I, I don't get. It's like, you know, the students do this a lot. They will do the same thing, say something, and you react, but I tend to always react in English because I don't want to bring Chinese into my classroom. Yes, because I need to, I'm trying to force them to do everything in English. But I make sure that they know that, I know that what they said was probably inappropriate. Yeah, yep. And that they can't do that, say when they leave or they go into an English, all English speaking thing. No, you can't say that word. That's that's not gonna be good. Right, you can't say that in the classroom. You can't say that. Or in school. In the, or the, at the dining room table. Or whatever. Yeah. And and giving I give them that 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 cultural awareness, but the they then are just so surprised, and then everybody down the hall will know that he might know what you're saying, and the yeah. the, the runner goes out, and you know the town crier, yeah. you know, wants to find out if you got any dead that needs to come out. So I mean, it's like it, it's I think that's. The, Probably the most frustrate one of the most frustrating things is people that should be well informed. Yes. Not being or acting as if they aren't. Well, yes, because I had that problem in Thailand when I when I taught at that small international school. One of the owners was Chinese. And one of, they, of course, had a Chinese teacher because in Thailand, all the students must learn English, Thai, and Chinese. And the Thai, the Chinese teacher and the Chinese owner were having a conversation, and I was sitting right there, and they were talking about me and my classroom, and I answered them in English. And both of them just stopped and looked at me. You can speak? And I said, I told you that in my interview that I could speak, that I understood what you were saying. Oh, I just didn't think you could. Well, that was your fault. I told you I could. I helped the students study for the Chinese final. Why would you think I couldn't understand you? It drives me nuts. Yeah, I... Now, as far as culture is concerned, there are many times in the classroom where I go and I will reference something that is their culture yes. to illustrate something that we're talking about in the class. Mm. Yep. And many times they don't understand how I know about it. Yeah. And I look at them all the time and I say things like, we have Google, we have Wikipedia. We have the news. We have friends. <laughs> a lot of this stuff was reported in our news and was not reported in your news. Right, like Tiananmen. They don't even... Well, just that's a that's a historical fact. Right. I'm talking about things that might be relevant to them. Like, it just happened. Like, yeah. I go on Yahoo in the morning. I find a story. I might print it out, take it to the classroom, and they say... How do you even know this? Like, where does this even come from? Like the noodle guy. Like everything. Yep. And then they're like, the the whispering begins. Yeah. All through the classroom, and someone 
there might be one or two students that actually heard of it too, but they can't understand how the foreigner knew. Yeah. And for me, that that's slightly problematic because that just means that they're not allowed to know what's going on around them. And we used to find that out in Benchi all the time. Oh, yeah. That yeah. the adults didn't know what was happening in their own news. So I started bringing in news stories from China Daily, which is their paper in English. Yes. And then I started putting, bringing them to the classroom and they would fight with me, telling me that these stories weren't true. It's like, but it's coming from your paper. How can you tell me it's not true? Right. But they, because it was not in Chinese, the, the truthfulness of it was brought into question. Right. But the fact that I knew about it, the fact that I knew about something in their culture, if I knew what you're supposed to eat during Dragon Boat Festival, it's like, but I've lived here for a few years now. Right. You know, this is not new information. And they know that, but right. they're not making that connection yep. that, oh, he's lived here for, say, three, four years. He might know about these things. Right. He might know that it's mooncake season a month. Mm-hmm. And he might know that, you know, you have to have dumplings and you have to have the you know, never-ending noodle for your birthday. and I. It, it's very interesting. It's interesting, but I don't like it. it. It's something that definitely gets under my skin, and I know from talking to the teachers that they definitely do not like that part of being in China because there's no reason for it. Yeah. There's no reason to, I mean... When a person in China knows about the, something about the United States, I don't act surprised. Right. It's been it's been reported in the news, the AP, Yahoo, Google, every freaking news service that are all available. Yep. Why? I'm more surprised that you don't know it. Right. Because I'll get an AP alert, a BBC alert, and maybe three or four hours later, I get a China Daily alert. Right. But at least they, China Daily has alerted. Yes, it might but be late. here's the thing. China Daily probably gets more people that are foreigners reading it than they get Chinese people reading it. Probably. Because they are not, they're not, they're not focused on reading the news. Yeah. It has to be told to them. Everything has to be told. Or it has to come across, because they're using social media, it has to come across one of those social media things yeah. or else the, the younger people have no clue. They're told basically not to pay attention right. to that stuff. Yep. That's true. You know, it's like the, the domain of adults only that, and very few adults even spend that kind of time. Well, I have a totally different issue with the, the children because my kids are usually much younger. They're surprised in a, in a good way, not like a... <gasps> You know, oh no, you how do you know this? The kids are like, wow, she knows this. This is so cool. She knows. Wow, she can speak some Chinese. But it's and that doesn't bother me because they're little, you know, they're first graders. And they wouldn't expect me to know. But when you have high schoolers who've had foreigners in their lives, you know, for 10, 12 years, that shouldn't surprise them anymore. Now if it shouldn't surprise the teenagers, why does it surprise college graduates oh, don't and get me other teachers? With that 
Because Death they do the exact same. And it's see, that's all, why I say it's, it's all fake. It's not, it's and that's fake. where the problem comes in. It's because the students have learned to be as fake as their teachers. Like the morning I said good morning in Mandarin to this guy who had studied and lived in England for years. And he pretended like he couldn't understand my Chinese because it was so bad. But everyone else in the room understood it. He just knew he was wrong for not showing up when he was supposed to, and so he didn't want to acknowledge that I spoke to him. But my Chinese is fine to speak to anybody else, but I can't speak to you. My inflection isn't right. My tone wasn't correct. It just drives me nuts. That's all I got on that. I got nothing else. It's, it's, it's an ongoing battle. And you'll start it again in a month. My next one? Yeah, what's your next one? People do live in China. Get over yourselves. Oh. Yeah. There's that one. That, that is definitely an issue in China. Um, unfortunately, if you are black, and when I say black, I'm talking about black American. Because Africans, if you're from anywhere in Africa, you get treated a different way in China. Their racism towards African people is really, really bad. So, let's just go with, you are an American passport holder. You speak as your first language English. You do not have any other accent outside of an American accent that they know, okay? They, they are, I, I, I would say that Chinese people are probably some of the most racist people on the planet. Yeah. Well, now, how about we say Asian? Because we experienced it in Thailand, too. Yes, but in Thailand, they had, in, in Phuket anyway, they had far more diversity, and they were, they were very, they were more like China in the fact that they would look down upon darker-skinned people in Thailand. So a Thai person with darker skin was looked down upon as opposed to the Thai person with the lighter skin. Same thing happens here in China, but being a black person from America, uh, I don't know how many times I showed videos, movies, uh, documentaries, 
photographs of people doing whatever and a black person shows up in any of those medium and all I heard was Django. That's all they knew was this black person as a slave and then killing all of these other people. So that's what their cultural reference was for a black American. And, and as you were standing there teaching them. Yes. That was their only, and, and their other teacher is black. But that's what, that's all they would say. That's all they knew. Okay. That was their cultural reference was Django. And, you know, I spent a year and a half essentially trying to make them understand that there are certain things that you just don't do in this arena. That, you know, but my biggest issue here with this number six is that that thing that white folks did to us in America when, like we talked about the other day, the woman clutching her purse, the the person that gets in the elevator, you're already in the elevator. A lot of times, uh, I get to ride the elevator alone. Be thankful. No, it's not right. It's not right. Because you stopped the fucking elevator. Right. So I've got to stop. Now i got to get you to look at me standing in the elevator by myself. And then have you say, no, no, no. And then the elevator let the doors close and I keep going. Now, granted, you know... It's not that big a deal for me. Usually I have my headphones on and I'm, I'm sort of just like whatever. Um, but over time, that behavior starts to feel malicious. It is malicious. It might be, but that's how it it starts to feel. Then you go to the bus stop and everybody is, I mean, you you know, that, that whole... Feigning surprise thing. It's like, lady, we see each other every freaking day. We've seen each other every day for the last six months. Why are you surprised that the the black guy is going to school again? Because I wear my badge on the outside. I don't hide it like the Chinese people do. And, And there should be very little upheaval every morning. Right. Um... You get on the bus and you sit down and, and basically, you know, I get to have all kinds of uh, space because nobody wants to be, you know, near. See, that's the other thing. See, they're either going to sit on top of you yeah, or they're going to move so far away from you that it becomes detrimental to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, you know, so, I mean, it's like, I, I, and it's, it's interesting here because a lot of the, a lot of people here are darker than I am. Yeah, they are. And, you know, I had a couple students like that who got treated differently in the classroom. But this idea that, you know, I'm, I'm so different. I get the, you know, I'm nationality is different. I get ethnicity is different. I get that language is different. I, all of those things. But that's not any different than the white guy. But then the white guy from Germany comes to the classroom and he's already good. 
Yeah, because he's white. You see, then I'm going to have a problem. Because I teach you every day. Right. So, what are you actually saying? You know, I'm the one that's teaching you. He comes in just to say hi. And now I'm somehow treated differently. I'm somehow other. But the white guy or the white girl or what, whatever, they're the ones that, oh, we need to impress. Or those are the ones that we need to do certain things with. And that, that subtle racism that's inside of the Chinese mind that gets manifested every day towards people of color across China because it's it's essentially it gets worse the further north you go. Yeah, like yeah, our first job. But that's that, also yeah. against Chinese people it because is. as those darker Chinese yeah. people go to say Beijing, they get treated that way or too. Or even further north, you know, go to Shenyang, go to Harbin. Well, yeah. Well, they're they're they they are themselves the other people. They are the other people. Like that sweet cleaning lady we had who was nice as pie, but she was darker than you. And she was paid less than everybody else. Worked harder than everyone else, but she got paid less. So, the racism here is... I do all of the job, applying for jobs when we start looking for new schools. And in the beginning, I was stunned and offended by schools who responded to me things like, um, you're both white, right? Clearly we're not both white because in order to apply for the position, I have to send the front page of our passports and you're not white. Or we only hire white teachers. I used to get offended by that. Now I'm like, thanks for telling me you're a bigot up front. That's luck. And I, that's it. That's my response to them because... I don't want to work in that environment anyway. I don't want my husband there. I don't want my children there. But a lot of places won't say that up front. But they'll treat you that way when they when you get there. Yeah, the whole... The whole... Color thing. They have an internal... What we, what we would call racism, but really has more to do with a, a group being different ethnicities. Because there are so many different ethnicities in China, they only identify with one being the Han. I think they're like 82 different Right, there's a ton of them. The Han is like 90% of the people, and then everybody else gets lumped into some smaller percentage, and there's like... 80. Yeah, there's like 82 oh, no. different ethnicities. So, like, it's very funny. There's like 50 some different dialects or languages in the country. Two, only one is recognized as the the main language, but then there's Cantonese, which is the second language. But then there are like 50 something, 54 I think, different dialects. And then there are dialects within. But yeah, that but they they have that internal 
thing that says you're not your elder. Right. And they and they treat each other that way. Um, that's why when you see in the billboards, um, you know everybody is really really fair skinned. They look like they have black hair and they're real fair skinned and Almond you know guys all of all of those models. stereotypes that China pushes out to the world for the most part is just not true. No. Those people, I mean, there's a lot of people that may fit that, but for the most part, they're only in the very north. When you start going the further, as you move south, those people tend to start disappearing. And then they become literally the minority because everybody else does not look like that. In places like Thailand, that's like they are the minority. Right. And that's why you see uh, different countries rising up after, say, they have a beauty pageant or something and saying that person doesn't represent us. Well, that's the reason, because they don't. That person is what the West wants in, like the in their Japanese version people. of of beauty. Yeah, like the black Japanese woman who won the beauty pageant and they said, oh, no, no, she can't. She couldn't be our representative because she's black. I'm talking about the person that is bone white coming out of Thailand and the people of Thailand say, no, 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 that is not how we look. Yeah. They can't represent yeah, us. That's, yeah. that's not us. We don't look like that. And they don't. They don't. They don't. They have beautiful, beautiful skin tones. And they have a variety of colors. So anyway... Subtle racism of China. It's, it's sometimes it's not so. Subtle. Sometimes it's not subtle. Like you know, on our first job, they they were doing the advertising, and instead of putting your picture on the advertising, the billboards, the buses, the flyers, the posters, the whatever, they chose a white guy who hadn't worked there for three years, even though you were the teacher teaching the most classes and making the school the most money. They chose to do a white guy who wasn't even in the country anymore. And I lost my mind. I, I made a huge fuss about it and explained how racist it was and how degrading and disrespectful it was, not only to you, but to our entire family. And that's the first time anybody had ever told them that. They had no concept that what they did was really wrong. I don't think they still have any concept honestly no because now they don't hire any brown skinned people well they hired Michael he's brown I still don't think they, they, they it hasn't really it hasn't been filtered down yet they haven't northern China absolutely just doesn't have to they don't have to acquiesce because they're the way people look is very very homogenous yeah. in, in that region. Yeah. So because the diversity, the level of diversity is so low, that's, they don't have to. Right. They can, they can just keep doing what they're doing. And they are the, they are the example that the rest of the country uses. Um, and the rest of the country basically looks around and says, you know, there is no beauty outside of what comes through, what is acceptable in Beijing. Yeah. You know, so then girls are killing themselves to 
whiten their skin and, and use all this chemical stuff and, and change their and eyes and change their, you know, The shape of their nose because your Everything. Nose, the nose, the bridge of the nose needs to be high and, yeah, see. you know, the shape of their lips has to be this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. They have all these women having plastic surgery, plastic surgery. booming in Thailand because of Chinese people trying to change the way they look. And they don't, they have plastic surgery places here, especially where yes, we are. Yes, but then you're seen. Right, so they have to go abroad. They go on these medical holidays, and Thailand makes has this huge business of medical holidays. Uh, in Phuket, you can have your procedure done at the hospital, and the medical resort will come and pick you up in this van and take you back and care for you while you're there recovering and then they will shuttle you to the airport so that you can return home and they have special medical visas for thailand so they have a lot of they have a lot of things that they're going to have to work out because honestly well and they when have people this- start when people start not being able to choose the mate that fits fits that stereotype, that's when they're going to have to change. But you know as well as I do, that's already happening with the Chinese in Africa doing all this work all over Africa, and now these Chinese men are marrying African women, and the country's going freaking crazy, which is why the one-child policy got axed. Well, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is they don't have enough people to pay taxes. Well, they've got a billion people. Yeah, but they don't have a billion working people. That's true. That is not the same That's thing. True. Having a whole lot of people doesn't help you get fill the coffers but they in had the government. All and those years of... And they've got a lot of people that are very old and outside of working age. Oh, yeah, because in, in China, age 55, they're forced to retire. And so... And I think I, they moved that up, didn't they? I don't they were talking about it when we were in Benchi that they were going to move it up to 6065. I haven't so, I haven't heard anything, but um, I have a feeling they're going to they either have moved it up or they're going to I move could it Google up it. because that they need the people to be working, they need them to be paying taxes. They it, it's just you know. I know that a foreigner cannot get um, a visa after the age of 55 to teach. Now, I'm not sure how the one guy, I think they're doing business visas. If you can do a business visa and consult, but you can't do a teaching visa and teach. I mean, teachers are only one one sector. Right. Because honestly, in China, you can do whatever you want to do as long as the business wants you to do it. It says... The retirement age in China currently is 60 for men and 55 for females. For female civil servants and 50 for female workers. So if you work for the government, you can work until you're 55. If you don't, you must retire at 50. As for females. And for females, but 60 for men, no matter what. Okay. Look at all these old people that live in our complex. Oh, yeah, we're full. And they got to be in their 70s, 80s, some of them. Oh, I have a feeling they're not that old. They're probably in their 60s. They're probably Oh, old. no. They're probably just retired. Remember, Okay, think of it this way. 
they got married around their uh, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Their no, children. They, they were married by 20s. Well, like maybe. 21, 22. Some, somewhere in there. Then they had children, and those children that did the exact same thing, and their grandparents. And they got these little kids running around. Yeah, but some of these grandparents are really old. Don't. Some of them look old. I think the lady next to us probably in her 60s. But some of those people, they're old as dirt. Uh, I, I have a feeling they're probably not old as dirt. I have a feeling that, that people look much older here because of the environment. Uh, because of the sun? Whereas the people in the north are sequestered 60 away. 60 years old and they still look like they're in their 40s. Yep. And... Absolutely. Yeah. Because in Thailand it was the same way. You had people that looked really old. And I can't tell the age old. of the people in Thailand. They weren't all that old. Not as old as they looked. Well, it depends on their money, too. Well, yeah, and their lifestyle and the yeah. kind of work they had yeah. to do and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. That's all you got? You ain't got no more? Well, I have one that's similar on my number five. Covering your nose while sitting on the bus with foreigners makes us want to punch you. Okay, why are they covering their nose? Well, I'm not I'm not really sure why they're covering their nose. I just said we don't smell, it's called soap. Um, but we've had this several times, the children and I have had this several times, where we get on, we sit down, we don't really interact with other passengers. But we've had where some teenage girls will start whispering and pointing and then cover their nose. And it's very obvious that they're covering their nose. Even when they get up to push the button and want to stand by the door, if we're somewhere in that vicinity, they will make a show of covering their nose. And at that point, I just want to smack them. Because we don't smell. We may be the only other people on the bus. So it's not like, you know... You're doing it for some other reason. Not like when we're on the bus on a, you know, 100 degree day and there's like all these workmen and you're fucking dying from the body odor. Or a whole bunch of teenagers on there after school on Friday afternoon who haven't showered all day or all week. It just drives me nuts. And it's not, it's, I've had this happen when... I've been on the bus in here in San Shui, but also in Wuhan. When I wasn't with the children, when I was with maybe some other teachers. And you sure you took a shower? Dude, you don't leave the house without <laughs> bathing or brushing your teeth. FYI, Chinese people do. I know, my next one is toothpaste and mouthwash, use them. So, leaving the house without those things is, is more normal than you would want it to be. Ugh, drives me crazy. Now, I do notice that in the South, as a general rule, they are showering far more often, but well, they're also not running into the winter. Right. Well, if the school, if they board at the school, they have to shower daily. They shower well, every day. they have evening. a shower time, but that's my school. I'm talking about... Oh, it's in, not just your but school. I, but I'm saying in general, I think people are, are showering, hopefully, more often. Now, they are still wearing the same clothes multiple days. Oh, just nasty. It's 105 degrees outside. 
I see you sweating. I see that your shirt is dripping. Why are you wearing the same shirt with the same sweat stains as yesterday? That I can't help you. You nasty, stank ass I can't help you with that one. That's where the funk is. But the, the covering of the nose thing, I, I don't know. I, I, that's one I don't experience, but I tend to get, I tend to walk around China with blinders on. Vinci cured me of looking around myself, paying attention to those uh, around me. Um, Vinci taught me that in China, that's, that's a losing proposition. So I tend to basically go into my own little world. I, I, I've been known to get on the bus and there were people I knew on it and I never saw them. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not gonna look in the back of the bus. I get on, I sit down, usually somewhere in the front. Um, whenever, wherever I sit, pretty much Chinese people are going to kind of walk away. They're not going to sit where I sit. And then I play my music and play some game on my phone. And then that's it. That's get to my destination. And that's every morning for me. I just, I just don't look around. You know, if I get off the bus at school... And there are people on the bus that, you know, I know maybe I talked to them on the way to going, walking to the gate. And that's about it. I, I absolutely do not engage with people here because, one, there's a language barrier that you, and you know, I, don't, I hate spending my time of kind of getting myself ready for work in the morning and getting in that that headspace and having to deal with you know trying to wait for this person to try to figure out you know how to say what they want to say and the, the ride is only 10 fucking minutes so you know by the time you figure out how to say what you want to say we're getting off the bus you know I mean it's yeah. just like I don't want to deal with that I don't I don't you know now, if they speak English well and they speak and I talk to them, fine. That's happened a couple times, but it's not very often. Um, but very, very rarely do I ever talk to people on the bus. Um, and I try to be uh, as inaccessible as possible so that they will just, you know, they, they move along. There's nothing to see here. You know? These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I guess that maybe I need to learn how to do that, but I always pay attention because I have the children and I don't have that luxury to not. No, no, no. If I'm sitting there with other people, I will pay attention to the people around me, but I will not engage them. Yeah. I will not look at them in their face. I will, I will make sure that, say, everybody around me is safe. But I will not engage them. I'm, no, I'm not going to have a conversation with you. No, I don't care that you know that your English is not very good. It's like if your English is not very good, then why are you talking to me? If you're going to, if that's the first thing out of your mouth, why are you wasting my time? But they all say that. I know. They all say my English is not very good. Really? Because you just said that plain as day. You know, like when and I then it's, and then and then you have to sit there and. Now they're going to fumble through trying to tell you something, which might be interesting, might not, whatever. But the thing is, 
I got I got to go to school now, you know. And I'm and if it's a teacher at the school, and I got to walk from the thing oh, all man. the way to the gate, and they're still fumbling through trying to. No, no, no. No, that's that's, that's when it was good when you know. a foreigner around or something you could act like you were talking to them you know because then it's just bad I tend to you know have to tie my shoe or something they walk on you know because I it's really uncomfortable to have to sit there and go through trying to wait for someone to get out whatever it is they're trying to tell you but you don't even know who they are they don't introduce themselves really um outside of maybe especially at the school oh i'm the english teacher for this grade but then they can't speak english and they don't have a name that they you know right they don't want to tell you their name so you ask them their name what's your name i don't have an english name i don't care i didn't ask you what your english name was what is your name and then they want to not tell you your name because they figure you can't understand it. It's like, I've been teaching in China for years. Give me two tries. I bet you I can pronounce it. Right. You know, I can't write it, but I can probably pronounce it. But the next time I see you, you're just going to be you. You're not going to have a personality. I'm not going to know who you are. If I at least don't try start learning your name now, because it's going to take me at least a year to learn your name anyway. Oh, you know, so yeah, whatever. I'm over that. It used to be you tried to get to know people when you first show up. You try to, you know, kind of get to know and talk to people and 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 engage with people. Now I'm to the point where I, I really don't want to. Um, I'm not trying to drum up business for myself or do anything like that. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not going to teach your child. On the weekend, you know, I'm just, it's just, I'm not, I'm not going to do those things. Um, I kind of miss the contracts that say you can't do that. I kind of miss that restraint where it's not even an option for us when people don't ask them. Yeah, well, it was always an option in Benchy. It was just a matter of, were they friends of the owner of the school or not? Yeah, but we took our contract very seriously when we first came and it said in there you can't yeah, but we took a lot of things very seriously yeah. when we first came because we thought they were important. And then after being in China for a short time, you found out how they're not so important and how right. people, like contracts don't have much meaning. Mm-hmm. That that contractual obligations from employer to employee have very little meaning. And if they involve a foreigner, they probably have almost none. Right. If your if your contract didn't come in Chinese and in English, your contract is worthless. Yeah, but it's not going to matter. It's not even about the what's written on the paper. It has to do with honor. Right. It's the thing that I've been I was fighting about all all school year was the idea that you know being trustworthy and honorable and oh. ethical. Well, out, outside, I mean, none of the things that have happened to me being here in this part of China have fallen into those categories. No. Okay, so... I don't think we've had any ethical... I can't say any. We haven't had many ethical dealings 
when it comes to employers or... I have. They just sent all these kids off to America with false documents. That's unethical. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant no ethical concerns. Because no, I've had lots I of said, ethical concerns. I said no ethical dealings. Like, not many things have been truthful and honest and, you know... Ethical. Ethical. Most of the things are unethical. Yeah, absolutely. And then to find out that the United States Peace Department doesn't care about the unethical behavior. Yeah, well, then... They, then, they, gonna, you know, they get what they get. Then I'm not going to... I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Right. When it comes to... When it comes to that... After talking to that guy from the... Um, the visa interviewer? Yeah. I, if you have I a remember. visa interviewer from the United States consulate tell you... We don't care. We don't. We don't stop them. We That's the thing. We don't stop them. We aren't allowed to stop right, them. But we don't stop yeah. them. They, if the school vets them and and accepts them as a student, the person that's here in China that's representative of uh, of the embassy or consulate that is going to give them their visa. If that person gets the paperwork from the school saying that they accepted them in, there's nothing that they will do to stop them from coming in. And I was always under the impression that they were the gatekeepers for students to get into the state. So basically, I thought a school could say, yes, we want this child to come in and they have a certain level of English. That person was then going to test them, essentially, through conversation. And if they didn't pass their their interview, test, their interview, then they would be denied. And that's not true. So, that being said, what is there to do? That means a child can take and get as many false documents as they can. They can go out to any organization and get documents that show them going to schools that don't, probably don't even exist and get transcripts that are totally faked and send them to schools in the United States and those schools accept the students and then the visa just gets rubber stamped. So, as a teacher, who's doing the unethical stuff? Yes, the Chinese student, the, the organization that sends them. But if they're going to just base everything on, a, on an interview and the paperwork can say anything, well, I have a problem with that. But then that's a problem with the United States of America. Not a problem with China. Oh, it's a problem with China, too. They're letting them in. It's true. They're letting them in. If, 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 if you come to me and you tell me this person is terrible, don't let them in. Don't let them come around your kids. Don't let them in the house. They'll tear up your house. And I still open the door and let them in? That's my fault. You're right. It's not your fault. The United States is doing with the Chinese student the same thing that the private school in China is doing to the Chinese student. Yeah, a lot and of it's just anything. get the money. Yep. Get the money. Get the money. They know that these parents have 
quite a bit of disposable income. They know that they're willing to spend it on their kids. Get the money. Yeah. It doesn't matter about their grades. It doesn't matter if they go to class. It doesn't matter if they learn anything. Get the money. Right. Doesn't matter if the child sleeps through two years of school. Exactly. Every single class. Get the money. And that's the thing I think that that it that's where the unethical part comes in because I've got a student who did totally well one year. She was like the top student. Like she could, she knew more and was able to work the best out of all the students I've ever had at this school. She graduates. She graduated. She had no grades. She had the grades from what we did. She had no grades from her high school. Why? Because she didn't take the final tests. And because she's in China, they don't take any other tests. What? So she didn't take the final tests. She has zero grades. But she's going to school in the States. Now, is she worthy of that? Is she worthy of the opportunity? Absolutely. She can totally do the work. She didn't even need to be here this year. Okay? She can do the work. She can go to school. Not worried about that at all. But what about the people who couldn't? Right. And they are also sent. That I have a problem with. That's the unethical part. And the schools in the states are just as culpable as the groups here that are filling out false paperwork. Nobody is a victim because they're all going after the same thing. Because the people that took and made the documents here got paid. The people that are taking the student over there are getting paid. Yeah. I I won't talk about the fact that, you know, kids can come from high school here do very badly and go into universities in the United States. Right. Yep. That story gets out. I'm sure somebody's not going to be happy about it. And they're not the top or the cream of the crop or the good student. Oh, no. All that stuff, that, that bullshit that you hear about Chinese students. Yeah, that's really not no, true. We know it from personal experience. Yeah, we know it, but the world doesn't know it. Right. The world does not understand that the students coming out of China aren't necessarily the best and the brightest. They They are the the ones that have the most money. Now, sometimes there are the best and the brightest, but that's a very rare diamond indeed. And a lot of times, what I've seen so far is the best and the brightest in China stay in China because they've been told that they need to stay here and they go to the top universities in China. And then they go work for a government something or other. Right. They become part of the government or they go into the party or something like that. They do not leave. The best students in China do not go into um, foreign-taught or English-based programs because the schools, while they may want the program to be successful or they want the students in that program to shine, they do not want the best going through them because they need the best to go through the school so that the school can maintain its number one status. Well, I had a student when we were in China, I 
or been she who came for this crew is crazy to me that they do this but came for a few weeks for uh, English lessons to prepare for her interview luckily this one could actually speak most of them can't speak any English at all when you make it to there but she went to interview at a university in Hong Kong like the top university in Hong Kong and at Peking University she was accepted at both and she was going to choose Hong Kong University because she wanted to study English and she wanted to be a translator. But Peking University wanted her so badly they were offering her parents money for her to come and study there. But her parents could not convince her not to go to Hong Kong. And I had never heard of a university trying to pay the parents to get the student to come there because her grades were the highest in the entire province. Okay, do you really want to talk about corruption in China? Oh, we don't have time for that. I mean, that. come on now. You have to switch the card out. Oh no. We've got, the corruption in China is, it's not a secret. It's just not a secret. This is, this is only at an hour and 19 minutes. But no, we don't have to do corruption. Corruption in China is quite apparent. But anyway. It's not a secret thing at all. No. I mean, everybody knows about anyway. it. Anyway. Alright. No corruption. You didn't want to talk about it, so don't talk about it. That's right. Usa. About my little ear Alright. Um. Are, are, are you done? I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore. Really? I don't want to get angry. I'm trying to have a an, a, la- a non-angry filled year. We're trying to make it a whole year, no anger. <laughs> I'm going to do it. How about we go day by day? Nope, nope. I'm gonna, that's my goal. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to look around and pound my fists against the wall, bloodying my fists. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to relax. Let this year happen. Prepare for whatever happens after this year. Okay, so what happens when that you don't make the first week? Oh, I'm gonna make it. I don't know what you're talking about. You think so? Yeah. Just look at me. I am the duck. The water will just roll right off me. Your jinx monsoon. I am not going to. I am not going to care. The way I've cared. Okay, in the past. not caring. I will care. not care. I will not try to make things better. I will not try to make Chinese people understand. I will not do anything that is over and above to help people who do not want to be helped. So that includes your coworkers? That includes the Chinese coworkers. Any Chinese coworker that I have, I do not, I will not this year be working to better them, to find things. If things fall apart because Chinese people want them to fall apart, I will let it. I will not fight for it. You saw the beginning of that during the graduation ceremony. Oh, 
that was a hot mess that day. Woo, now we can talk about the graduation set. That's a whole nother list. That's, I got a list. I got pictures and everything. That's a whole nother list. But understand, I am not going down that road again. My purpose is to do what I am contracted to do. And right now, I am not contracted to make Chinese people better. Well, you're students. Nope. Not even contracted to do that for them. You're supposed to make them better. No, I am not. You're supposed to educate them, which makes them better? I don't even think my contract says that. Oh. Yikes. Okay. Mostly because we don't have job descriptions. So because we don't even know what our job is, and me, I'm a teacher of English, ESL, and American and world history, and I am the head teacher for these kids at the moment. I don't know if I've been demoted or moved or changed or what. Because that's where I am in title, in pay, but I've never been given a job description. Shit! It's August! I don't even know when school starts! Yes, you do. It's September 1st. I don't know that. It's China! No, no, no. Our school starts at a different time. Our school has started at a different time the whole time I've been here. Our school has run longer than everybody else. They've had us come in and then they told us that they couldn't... We couldn't be there okay. last year. Right, I understand that my school has never had that regular schedule that is in other parts of China. Yeah. So they have not even told us when the first day of school is yet. My company hasn't told us when the first day of school is yet. So I, I don't know when that's going to happen. Probably. I don't know what curriculum we're going to use. I don't know if we're changing books. I don't know what, I don't even know how many students we have. Or how many classes. Right. So, it's August. Most people are getting ready for their classes now. Yeah. You know? Well, I would say that you probably find that stuff out when you go to Beijing for a week, but I know that you won't. No, why would we? My company doesn't talk to the school. I know. So, how would they know when school starts? Usually, they didn't know when school ended. They didn't know that we stopped Jan July 12th. Right. When all of the other schools that they service were done at the end of June, right, June 24th. And we were still going and they were trying to figure out why they needed to keep paying us. Right. It's like, we're still teaching. You know? So, understand. This year? That's good. It'll be better for you. I am focused on bringing the good radio to the people. I am focused on getting rid of the giant gut. I am focused on creating the English curriculum for our children. No, that's just work. They gotta do Beowulf and yeah, that's Shakespeare just, that's just work. and Chaucer. That, that, uh, t- 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 read it. Poor kids. Nah, let's just read it. That's not a big deal. 
need to be exposed to as much as they can be exposed to in a year. All right. That's it. I'm done. Okay. I'm going to go back to my wine now and chill. Peace, love, and hair grease. Bye-bye.